that love will may be so there's still a lot of things you'll never know like why each time the sky begins to snow you cry Tom Dupree Show this week. Joining us, our host, Tom Dupree, Missy Clifton, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. There you go. I was very, very cognizant. All right. This song is Dan Fogelberg Joins the Eagles. The backup vocal is Glenn Fry. The song came out in 1981. It was on the album called The Age of Innocence, which also contained Leader of the Band, uh, Run for the Roses, and a bunch of other forgettable songs. But I tried in the 70s to sort of figure out how I could like Dan Fogelberg and his music was sort of dollhouse. I mean, it was formulaic, obviously marketed directly at college women. And there just wasn't enough room in there for me to, to get a hold of it. But this has got Glenn Fry with the backing vocal. You just turned it off when the second. Uh, well, I can turn it back uh, on. It's already been done. The, the, the thing is, it, it, it it's got that J.D. Souther, uh, Glenn Fry, Don Henley sound to it, and you know, for Don, for 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 Glenn Fry to have sung backup on this album, 
1981, think about that. The Eagles were really bigger in a sense than Dan Fogelberg at this point. So he's kind of stepping down in a sense to do it. I don't know. They might have been friends. Who knows? And these people will sing on each other's albums. But I just, I thought it was kind of an interesting deal. And then I thought, you know, it sounds like this song. So rather than wait to the end, just go ahead and play it. The next song. That That was the end. No, no. The next one I gave you. I know that. Okay. I know, but that there wasn't what you think at the end. No, well, no, there was another chorus. You, you turned it down while it was playing. It's okay. It's all right. We we were getting there. You are not correct. Okay. It doesn't I'm, happen very not often. Not always correct. But you were not correct in that so instance. I thought, okay, we're going to... Now, we're bringing... So, this song came out five years earlier. But I want you to listen to the harmonies that are in this song kind of compared to the one you just heard. There's talk on the street, it sounds so familiar. Great expectations, everybody's watching you. What the Eagles are at their heart, what their genesis is, is California country rock. Almost Bakersfield, not quite. Not Buck Owensy, but J.D. Souther is really the... I think Glenn Fry and, and Don Henley were just good marketers, but the real musical guy behind it is a guy named J.D. Souther who's, you know, he sings with Linda Ronstadt on some things, but he's more kind of soft country rock. I always thought the, the Eagles were sort of muzak in the beginning. But this song is so good. But if you think about that Dan Fogelberg song with Glenn Fry singing on the backup, they kind of eagleized Dan Fogelberg in that song. And he wasn't singing these goofy songs about... You know, I don't know, Peoria, Illinois. It's just my observation. Feel free to criticize me. So is is it correct that the Eagles are having a farewell tour? Well, I mean, is that right? at yes. this point, it's just about the money. Well, it's called the farewell tour, and it's yeah, coming to know. Lexington, correct? I have no idea. I, I don't do follow believe. the Eagles uh, at this day and time. I, I don't. I don't follow old groups of guys just trying to ring the cash register. Okay, I mean, well, that's, to my understanding, they are coming to Lexington right, on their well, farewell good. tour. I'm glad. I 
will not be in the Now, audience. when was Vince Gill added to the mix? Who knows? He's still in the mix, correct? I guess when he finally tipped the scales at 300 pounds. Oh, stop. All right. November 14th. That's when I just saw that. that Tickets th- starting at $175. That's probably in the pleasure. Rupp Arena bathroom. Okay, this is, uh, I, I don't know if I made sense on that, but that humanized Dan Fogelberg for me, that song. It's not these goofy songs that the girls are all going, oh, the saint, you know, and he just sounds like he came straight out of Peoria. This made him sound more like, I don't know, just a different sound because of the, and he sings with other people, and you know you can argue with me if you want to. I don't know. Oh God, this is Psalm sixty. Thou hast cast us off. Thou hast scattered us. Thou hast been displeased. O oh, turn thyself to us again. Thou hast made the earth to tremble. Thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof, for it shaketh. Thou hast showed thy people hard things and made us to drink the wine of astonishment. But thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth. Thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and hear me. Psalm 60, verses 1 through 5. So if you read the Bible, and I do, pretty regularly and i try to listen to what it's saying and if you read the book of revelation in the very end times the 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 things being done to the earth are being actually done by god not the devil and the people have become so hard-hearted that they can no longer turn back they get to a point where there's a place of no return. They just keep doubling down on what they're doing. So sometimes I sit and think, what phase are we in? Because, you know, people, it's as if there is now an official government-approved flight from truth. We now live in a period of government-sanctioned disinformation. And if you look at, just go back and read the book 1984 by George Orwell or any books that presaged uh, the state control of people's minds. The people who were in control would always accuse others of doing the thing they were doing. They would invent um, something to accuse the other side of, to sort of divert the attention of those to whom they were lying. Now, we all know that social media has been a big player in how we communicate. And on July 4th, uh, and I'm looking at an article from the uh, U.S. News and World Report, or, yeah, I guess it is. I don't It's uh, AP News, sorry. Judge limits Biden administration in working with social media companies. Oh, that is rich. 
That is a rich, rich thing. No, no. What the judge did was saying you cannot go to a social media company and tell them to censor somebody. U.S. Judge Terry Doughty of Louisiana granted the a judge on let me go back a judge on tuesday prohibited several federal agencies and officials of the biden administration from working with social media companies about protected speech a decision called a blow to censorship by one of the republican officials whose lawsuit prompted the uh, ruling u.s judge district judge of louisiana terry doughty d-o-u-g-h-t-y granted the induction injunction in response to 2022 lawsuit brought by attorneys general in Louisiana and Missouri. Of course, this will have to go all the way up the line if they choose to contest it. The lawsuit alleged that the federal government overstepped in its efforts to convince social media companies to address postings that could result in vaccine hesitancy during the COVID-19 pandemic or affect elections okay well you know we just want to make sure they don't do it again but how about this <coughs> article wall street journal july 7 three days later covid censorship proved to be deadly in the wake of the 1986 challenger space shuttle explosion nobel prize winning Physicist Richard Feynman knew that the truth would both fuel progress and soothe the nation's sorrow. For a successful technology, he said, reality must take precedence over public relations. Nature cannot be fooled. For three years, pandemic public relations mocked nature, generating fear, illness, inflation, and excess death beyond what the virus caused. Digital censorship supercharged the effort to hide reality, but reality is getting its day in court. On July 4th, then he talks about what happens there. And these are some of the people that uh, uh, they uh, persecuted. Yeah, well, wait a minute. You know, that Wall Street Journal. Hold on, let me just finish. I'm almost done. All right. The result of these relationships, Twitter blacklisted Stanford physician and economist Jay Bhattacharya for showing COVID almost exclusively threatened the elderly, severely reducing the visibility of his tweets. When Stanford health policy Scott Atlas began advising the White House, YouTube erased his most prominent video opposing lockdowns. Twitter banned Robert Malone, a pioneer of mRNA technology for calling attention to the vaccine danger youtube demonetized evolutionary biologist brett weinstein who suggested the virus might be engineered and predicted vaccine ending variants and those are only a few examples okay here's the thing who is going to pay for this are you just gonna slap them on the hand and move on because by god it'll happen again who, where is there going to be retribution for the fact that this has been done over and over again and everybody bought into it? You know what? It'll just be like Germany after the 1940s. They take their little slap. They have remorse, but they don't have repentance. This pisses me off. I'm so sick of this BS happening and nobody gives a rat's ass about it 
it gets, you know, people just move on. Okay, there needs to be like a Nuremberg trials where people who perpetrated these abuses actually have, uh, they actually have consequences. Somebody needs to go to prison. Somebody needs to be financially responsible. We can't just sit here and have these revelations keep boiling up and nobody does anything about it. Go for it. I thought you missed the best subheading under that Wall Street Journal, which was, so the Wall Street Journal that you just alluded to, that article, which was an opinion piece by Brett Swanson, and as you said, on July 7th, it was titled, COVID Censorship Proved to be Deadly, but the subheading was, Government and Social Media Companies Colluded to Stifle Dissenters Who Turned Out to Be Right. All right, but Tom, you're asking why, you know, where's the retribution and what's going to happen? What you also have to realize is that there's the Wall Street Journal, but New York Times article wants you just that just trailed right after that. They want you to, to thoroughly look at it through a completely different lens and they go about literally discrediting the ruling and saying that it's all being viewed from a political lens on the other side. You know, it's, it's a complete, it's, it's the, which I, you know, same thing they did to the, um, to the, you know, to the sound of freedom movie. As soon as they attach QAnon or anything like that, then they go, you know, it's conspiracy. But I know that's, that's yeah. All right. So misinformation spreaders. And that's what, that's what, that's what these, that's what these articles are about. But who were the, you know, who were the misinformation spreaders? You know, there is a whole group of population that literally believes Fauci, Walensky of the CDC, and Collins of the NIH were the misinformation spreaders. That, you know, that, that the policy of a shot in every arm was so pervasive that everything else was thrown out the door. All right. It, it was funny because, um, you know, you ask, you ask what is... What, why, right? You know, where, where, where is this going? What's the problem? And what I would suggest to you, and I think that um, I'm not sure that I'm going to, I'm not sure that you would disagree with me. You perhaps might, but any issue that we have had, that we have looked at, whether it has been cancer, whether it's been HIV, or whether it has been COVID of recent, that once there is an industry created around it, the solution or the end disappears. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I agree with that. That's, 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 that's why I don't invest in pharmaceutical companies. Haven't for years. Well, I mean, you know, today's scientists, they are, they're, they're dependent. They are dependent on the finances from, from government, from academics, and from big pharma. That's and right. so, you know, their fear of losing that, that funding keeps them in line. So this, this ruling went. I mean, we've got the Sanders Brown Center over here. I love the people. They're great. But they've been going for years. Everybody makes a big salary. I don't think they want to find a cure for Alzheimer's. I mean, they're, they're, this could cause some retribution from them. I might get an angry phone call from somebody. But, you know, my sense is a lot of these things could have been cured a long time ago. And, you know, Elizabeth, you'll have your own thing on that. I do have my opinion about that. And it does not agree with yours. But... <laughs> in particular, on which, on what part? The, that they don't want to find a cure for for Alzheimer's. Oh, I hear you. I hear and, you. And I, 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 no, I just they the, they uh, were so incredibly helpful. Yeah, but that's different. That, that it, it's not different when when you see the compassion and the emotion. And I'm they not have arguing with that. And I'm with not the tr- patients. I don't. They 
you can't take the human element out of it. No, and I'm not doing that. I'm simply saying if you look at the business proposition, they get $9 million a year from the NIH. And where does anybody at the NIH ever say, hey, we're not going to keep giving you this money if you don't come up with something like in three years? You know, in other words, there has to be a deadline on this stuff. You got to find, you know, in other words, if you're just funded. And we talked a little bit about the history yeah. of the NIH, which I think that you know, a lot of people probably don't realize where the, yeah, well, the NIH the, came out of the art. I mean, it's, let's, it is a, let's do that okay. in the second. Uh, All right. Yeah, Tom thing. wants to go out with this Eagles song, a little bit more music than we usually do. Okay, you know, i got to just say something. 1976, this song comes out. I'm working at my dad's office. It's Christmas vacation, getting ready to be 1977. They said somebody has to go to New York tomorrow to deliver some bonds. I get on an airplane, cold as whatever. First time I ever go to New York City. And I just remember that song playing. And I didn't even know, I didn't listen to the Eagles. They weren't a group I listened to. But they got a lot bigger than even Led Zeppelin. Well, music and memories. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Missy Clifton sitting in. We are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call us if you don't have a financial plan, 859-233-0400. We will be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. My name is Tom Dupree. Without a plan, you're doomed to failure. Many people have no idea how they plan to tap their retirement investments for income during retirement. At Dupree Financial Group, we specialize in retirement investing. That means turning your growth portfolio or your IRA into an income portfolio. You may need to draw on it for a lot of years. Come in and let us review your plan and give you some ideas. Call us at 859-233-0400 and set up a complimentary appointment to review your investments. Listen to the Tom Dupree Show at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at DupreeFinancial.com. Yeah. 
discipline, a thundering velvet hand. His gentle means of sculpting souls took me years to understand. The leader of the band is tired and his eyes are growing old. But his blood runs through my instrument and his song is in my soul. My life has been a poor attempt to imitate the man. I'm just a living legacy to the leader of the One went to Chicago and the other to St. Paul And I'm in Colorado when I'm not in some hotel Living out this life I've chose and gone to know so well Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show Joining us are host Tom Dupree, Missy Clifton sitting in we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. You know, this album called The Age of Innocence, it's got the songs on it that ultimately became Dan Fogelberg's long-term trademark songs. This one about his father and the one about the uh, Run for the Roses. Those songs, this is him at his more mature I mean, you know, for me to admit that I like this is kind of like admitting I like Bruce Springsteen, which I don't think I would ever do. But actually, he matured, and his sound became just better, in my opinion, with this album. I remember walking. I graduated from Swanee in 1978. I think my sisters were still in school there. I'm sure they were. And I walked in the pub and at Swanee, and, and I realized it's this, it was the same people with different faces, and the music was different. And this song was playing, and that's when I realized your time is really over. You're gone. It's, those years are gone. That song... Hearing that in the pub down at Sewanee with everybody sitting around drinking and talking just like they did when I was in school. They were the same people with different faces. And it was like a passage of time. You know, I don't know. You know, you you get to a point where your life is pretty much mainly memories. And that's where I am today. And Somehow I've been able to access, though a lot of people go through life running from their memories. I don't. I go, I'm, I, there's things I can't remember, like my first marriage. I don't remember anything about it. I mean, yeah, that's six and a half years. I mean, well, I remember a couple things. But, you know, there, there's stuff I don't remember. And, you know, uh, and it's not it's not imposed by anybody else but yourself. I don't even think. But I it's, remember. I bet you remember your first dog, Tucky. Yeah, 
<laughs> I see. She was a great dog. His first dog as a grown-up was my dog. Annie. Annie. Yeah. And uh, my mother said, well, you finally got a dog, Tommy. You know, a- anyway, <laughs> the thing of it is, is that I like playing these songs for people. And I've had people, I had a guy come up to me at the farmer's market over in Southland. By the way, that's a great farmer's market. Um, and said, wait a minute. He, he just, we were talking. He said, wait a minute. You're Tom Dupree, right? I said, yeah. He said, I listen to your show a lot. I said, well, that's number 10 that we know about. You're the 10th listener. And then he said, I love how you use the music. You know, I don't get any, nobody calls in on this show because we don't record. We don't have John Short anymore. Um, And I miss him. But uh, I, I don't get a lot of feedback about the show. But people kind of quietly say, thank you. Let me tell you something. That's worth it to me. Really is. It's a nice thing. And actually, my wife was standing there when it happened. I was concerned about fitting you back in the car. but Why? I'm kidding. You oh, hit your head, head growing. <laughs> I thought it was because of all those vegetables I had. Well, all right, Missy, come on, let's go. Well, you were... Um, I did want to. I want to finish about the NIH, but let me let me back up. You know, we were talking about stories that the press distorts and or or yeah. presses or, you know, covers up. And if you know, if, if you're looking at, you know, you've brought up the Wall Street Journal uh, view on this this ruling about the social media um, censorship, and then the New York Times, as I said, we finished uh, is was completely different take on it, and it was a very negative. I don't care one. what the New York Times. Well, says. but but I, I I like they're a bunch of idiots. But there's people that are reading it that are devotees of Good. the New York Lovely. Times, and here so here's my here's my piece. I I want to know here's here's something they they're covering up. We we have a president that has dementia. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. I, my my point is that Biden, his family, and every white house staffer i believe are intentionally allowing this man to continue serving as the president of the united states because what just happened this week gravy train he he creates i I think there's somebody talk about what just happened this week say he completely confused Zelensky with putin he's he's making an address in lithuania and he confuses russia with ukraine and Zelensky with putin I think it's Putin. Putin, 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 Putin. <laughs> it sounds so much better the other way. The leader of <laughs> Russian. Where do you come Russian. up with some of these pronunciations? The depth Putin. of my I mean, creativity. I, I, is this show's worth listening to just to hear Seriously. Missy pronounce so words. Learn, so learn new, Biden new confuses words. Ukraine with Russia and Zelensky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You mean so he really just totally during got, these guys. He just I mean, completely there, got it there wrong. There are people who are counting the gaffes that Biden makes, and I I don't care. You. I remember they used to do that about George W. Bush. When it the would liberals fall. would would have no the son, younger the son, not H. W. But W. And the stuff he would say that they're always so stupid, and I'm sure those same people just gloss over this crazy stuff. Well, there must no, there must not be any real journalists left in America who are who are not 
Well, it was all over Hannity last night. We sure I actually, are. Peter, Peter, is it Ducey? Ducey or Ducey? Yeah, Ducey. Peter. Ducey. Yeah, he Maybe. he's pretty he's pretty hard on. He, he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to miss the opportunity during the press conferences. Yeah, he does not seem to add. Uh, oh, they had they had video of it on Hannity last night. It's of, embarrassing of the whole thing and how he miscalled a leader's name, like and, I just did. No, no, <laughs> like the wrong name. Right, um, but right. Confusing Zelensky. I mean, and Zelensky's face when he did it was, I mean, it was noticeable. Pretty obviously. priceless. Like, yeah. oh my God, somebody come, then, somebody then, come handle then him. Then Zelensky had to lead him off the stage because he always gets confused which direction to go off the stage. And then he missed the, uh, then he didn't attend uh, some, some, you know, his, the dinner, the opening dinner. His, his presence at, a, his at a NATO leader's dinner because he said he was You know where he was before that? They said, oh, he's worn out. He was at home in Delaware. He spends a lot of time at his house. He's not in the White House all the time. He's at home a lot of time. You know, this guy was probably still in his basement, and he's the president of the free, of the strongest country in the free world, at least for now. Well, it seems like there are a few journalists that are starting. Either they're going rogue on you. their, for, you know, for who whoever they're, you know, and I'm not talking about. I mean, I'm not talking about even independent journalists that are, you know, writing on Substack and, you know, Zero Hedge, Brownstone, you know, some of the ones that American Spectator, a lot of, you know, a lot of Jim Hoft at, at you know, Guardian. I'm talking about there are a few that it's finally are like, they, it's like the emperor with no clothes. They, oh, yeah. they're, they're finally pushing the send and sending on the article because it's, they just, you just can't ignore it anymore. How in the world can you ignore it? I mean, he, he, it was so obvious to me, and, and this is, oh, God, election disinformation. So, so Biden would have these rallies, and there might be 14 people there, all sitting in little circumscribed spaces because of COVID. And Trump would have a rally, and there'd be 80,000 people there. And yet, somehow, Biden won and got 81 million votes. And... The whole thing, so there's a thing that we used to have in literature. Uh, if you studied English literature or wrote about, read about plays, they would have a thing called the suspension of disbelief. When you're watching a play, you know, you, for the sake of the play, you say, oh, no, that's, you don't say that's not plausible, you know, because... It's, it's an artifice of theater. So you go along with it. You suspend your disbelief. You say, okay, I'm going to go along with that even though it's not believable because it's part of the play. It's how they're doing the play. You've had to suspend disbelief with this guy for years now, and we're going on a long time. The fact now, I will say this. I thought during COVID – that by now, a show like this would be illegal. I mean, if we were going to keep progressing along, when did you start? 21? 21. Okay. I thought in 20, we're doomed, you know, because they're going to lock down on everything so much. Somehow. Go after the AM talk shows, for sure. They missed their chance to completely shut everything down. And I don't know. It was as if. They ran out of steam or something. 
I didn't think that we would still be able to say the stuff we say on this show without getting shot down. But somehow we have. And then I thought, well, they will end up co-opting iHeartMedia, which carries the show. Well, they kind of have, because if you listen to a lot of their ads that run in and around. It goes absolutely contrary I mean, they're, they're to all, some of the shows. All bought content. by the government, it looks right. like, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. And and but those guys, they're you know, they're I guess if they buy the ad, they let them run it. Well, that's interesting because, you know. Oh, I we were, could come up with some ads they wouldn't let me run. Well, we were, of course, talking about, you know, we started the show talking about the U.S. District Judge Terry Doty of Louisiana and granting the injunction about the social media and the, the censorship. And it was interesting because going on with that, it, it furthers it, which we didn't talk about. But the lawsuit accused the administration of using the possibility of favorable or unfavorable regulatory action to coerce social media platforms to squelch what it considered misinformation. In other on, words, blackmail. Yeah, masks. They're, they're blackmailing. And vaccines. It also, this is what I want to get to, it also touched on other topics, including, as we've been chatting, claims about the election integrity and news stories about material on, other than, the Hunter laptop. Sure. The Hunter Biden Yeah, the laptop. FBI. Well, now there's this thing that the FBI. Talk about suspension, believing, we, we, you know, yeah, suspending we're, we're, our beliefs. We're just told the FBI was involved in, squelching some sort of hunter laptop thing it listen like, if like i the, had to the be pictures these, weren't real the video is yeah. not real nothing's real we have, again you know, back to i like your thing suspending belief suspending disbelief Di suspending disbelief yes yeah, suspending you, disbelief here's the thing if i had to be these people if i had to be if i had to be these people that have to keep this at bay and keep keeping the truth at bay i'm glad i don't have to be these people because think of it's like whack-a-mole every time something's popping up you gotta hit it and knock it down now they don't say anything about us because we're too small out of the you know out of the way why would anybody listen to the tom dupree show unless they just got lost one saturday morning and decided you know they wanted to find something but um, or you don't pay for serious radio, and you've got your you've got your FM radio show on, which I do now, and it's funny because it's the same songs over and over again, and I get tired of them, and I flip over to the AM station, and I just start listening to whoever's on. Right. Well, it's just you know, it's I don't think a lot of music shows have anything like a DJ anymore. Now, XM radio did have some shows for a while. That were really good, and they had DJ Bob Dylan had a show. Um, the guy uh, Steve uh, Copperhead Road guy, uh, what's that guy's name? Anyway, Steve, I can't think of his last name. He had a show. We're getting into something different now. I really like DJed music. I think that's important. Gives you a relationship with the music. Um, that that's taken us away from what we were doing. That's all right. Well, um, you know, uh, back to uh, I had mentioned at the end of the first hour about the NIH, and you were, you know, we were discussing, you know, wh why things have gone this way, and, and remind the listeners what NIH is. NIH National Institutes of Health. I, we we were talking about you know the misinformation spreaders that they had taken down for social media that are part of this this uh, you know this this um, Steve Earle. Is who I was thinking of. Sorry. Steve Earle, NIH. Woo. 
We just whipped around. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Um, but that, you know, maybe perhaps, I think people want to listen, they want to believe that the government is out there to do the best for its people, right? And you, you have these people that are ahead of the CDC and the NIH and all these people. And if you, you study governments there, over the year, why in the hell would you ever believe that? I mean, if you look at how because go- it's just easier to think that the person That's in it. charge is out there is is it's out there easier. operating. You don't have to think as much. They're out there operating on the better, you know, for the better half, for the for the better good of society. And it just it, it just made me. We were talking a little about about Collins. Um, you said you were watching an interview of his, but I said, do you realize that the NIH? And all its tentacles, which I just think is in the National Institutes of Health, and all of its tentacles aren't just a part of the government. They are a part of the U.S. military. The NIH actually began during World War I as an organization focused solely on the health of soldiers. Right. I just think that's interesting. So, you know, um, that's why the top scientists um, hold military rank, which, of course, you think most visibly is the, op- you know, the, and most open is the Surgeon General. Right, mm. which I think is we were talking Vice Admiral Vivek, uh, what's his name? Mm. Um, but it's just it's just interesting. I never thought about where the you know National Institutes of where it actually came from and what its what its core goal was. What where you know what where where its goal was and where it was going. And so there is uh, really no you know it's like it's kind of that aha moment when you realize everything that's gone on the past few th- few years why the government has been so involved. And again, as I mentioned in the first half why they're making so much money. Okay, you just lost me there. Military involved money. I said oh, you got three all and a half issues, minutes to fix I it. said all the issues, what I said in the first half with all the issues that we when when the government, the people are galvanized around. And whether, you know, uh, we mentioned whether it's cancer, HIV, and of course most recently COVID, right? That once there is an industry created around, I got you. that the solution disappears. What, what's the military connection? So what, why is that important? I actually talked about that about a year ago on this. We're talking about where COVID, where the where the virus actually was in that in the connection okay, with so, UNC Chapel Hill, yeah, et cetera, that, and so that, on. No, that, that All the way part, back. Yeah, I'll we don't that. we don't want to go that far, but we might. That's. <laughs> That's a whole different. All that right, might be another segment. That may be another segment. All right. Well, I was just reading. Uh, something. How do you so? And the word the, the 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 disease COVID. How do you pronounce it? COVID. You COVID COVID. You pronounce it like it's C O V E D. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and your point is, everybody well, knows what I she's just talking noticed about. That. Wait, 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 no, no, wait, no. Well, wait, I didn't did, just what, notice What did he, wait, f- fentanyl, fentanyl. Remember we were talking about fentanyl, fentanyl. Tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I didn't just notice it, but anyway. I, I, I hear, right, so, I see things. I just, it's that. I know, I got that, you. I, 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 I listen. All right, we well, all right, to, before, we don't have a whole lot of time, but just, I would like to get your opinion on this. I was reading this just recently in the Independent Women's Forum that, that says, this is interesting. This is about protecting lending services for unbanked and low-income Americans. Just real quick. It says, while the vast majority of Americans possess checking and savings account, use credit cards, and financial, you know, do financial major purchases, that poor people, you know, there are, there's a segment that, that does not, that, that in this move to a cashless society. That, <laughs> that means you don't have any cash. That it, it's really, I mean, you think about the, the 
under advantage, that that will really affect people who aren't. I think that sounds a, like a whole nother segment. Yeah, that's no, a show. But I, I would like to that's talk a about show that because sometime. I, I, think I would really because there is an under. All right, I'll give you an example. Young people, uh-huh. a lot of people have cell phones. Yeah, it means they can do an app. Do you know a lot of people are using uh, Venmo as their bank? Cash yeah. app as their bank. You can leave money in Venmo. You can leave money in Cash App. And you you don't have to ever use a, a, a check or coins or bills. Well, and we were at a restaurant not too long ago, and I've mentioned this before, where the people had a gift card and couldn't leave a tip because they didn't have any means of cash. But anyway. But I think how that affects the our most disadvantaged is very, it's, it is needs something. to be talked about. It's a little bit like third about. world countries. They're starting to figure out how to get around it. And All right, we got to go, Venmo, Tom. Cash App, there are You've been to listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this hour, Missy Clifton. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the financial hour. Stay tuned. Took me years to understand.